You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. Today is the 29th day of March, the fourth day in the month of Sivan, 5780. Thank you for joining us wherever you are around the world. We appreciate it. This past week has been very different from any other in history, even more so than the previous week. It just keeps on uh, getting more and more interesting and uh, more and more challenging, for sure. I hope you were able to make it through the week okay and had a uh, wonderful Shabbos, however you were spending it. Um, Shabbos was wonderful, I certainly hope. It was not as we would want it to be, but we have to make the best of it, and uh, I know that people certainly have come up with creative ways of doing that and of spending their time during the week. Very difficult times, as I said, challenging times. But we are here. We're a constant on the Nachum Siegel Network. The network is going uh, full steam, and uh, we're glad to be a part of it. So thank you for joining us. We're here until 9 o'clock Eastern Time this morning, so about another two hours of great Jewish music. At 7.30, we'll uh, speak with Rabbi David Goldwasser. He'll give us some morning chizuk. Uh, there won't be any news from Israel today because uh, Hannah Julian is very busy preparing for Pesach, another constant that happens every year, and it will happen next week. So there's a lot of preparation still, no matter how you're celebrating it and uh, with whom, or not with whom, but uh, if you're in your home for the first time celebrating Pesach in a very long time or ever, uh, there is a lot of preparation for it. So uh, we give her off uh, this week. We'll see if we can get to her next week right before Pesach, uh, but uh, off this week. At 8.15, we'll be joined by a um, by a special guest. Her name is uh, Hani Messinger, and uh, she is an occupational therapist and life coach. She's also a meditation educator. We're going to talk to her about uh, some of the ways that uh, people can cope during this time of uh, seclusion and quarantine at home and uh, you know, see what uh, advice she can offer. So we'll hear from her at uh, 8.15, Connie Messinger. And uh, great programming all day long on the network, so make sure to keep it tuned. Uh, listen to us on the app. It's a great way. If you uh, get a chance to go to our Facebook page and you haven't yet liked the JM Sunday Facebook page, please do so. It would be great to uh, hear that, to see that also. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to get right to the music, and we're going to start off with the uh, Simchas. Excuse me, we're not going to start off with Eif Simchas. I, I was just kidding. We're starting off with Mendy Wald <laughs> with Kal Mavaser. Right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Boys Choir with Yerushalayim right here on JM Sunday. Asher Barkin, before that, we heard from Ari Boyanju, Shalshelis, and Mendy Wald. That uh, followed Moda'ani by Regesh in the opening of our show this morning. Welcome to JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Matas Weingast with you on the 29th of March, 4th of Nissan. It's 46 degrees outside of our studios, going up to a high of 53 degrees and rainy all day, like it was yesterday. We need the rain, though. 47 degrees is the expected low tonight. In Jerusalem right now, it's sunny and 61 degrees. And nobody's out, but it's sunny and 61 degrees. And uh, going down to a low of 47 degrees uh, this evening and tonight. Glad you could join us. Very special times, very challenging times, but uh, we've been able to get through it so far, and we're here with you on the Nachum Siegel Network. The entire network is with you. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning with JM in the AM, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, and um, programming continues all day long today with encore presentations and a great music mix. We'll get to Rabbi Goldwasser in just a few seconds. As I mentioned earlier today, we're not going to be joined by Hannah Julian today, uh, but we want to uh, wish her luck in uh, preparing for Pesach, which she is doing today already. And uh, yeah, Pesach is only, only a week and a half away. So she's doing that. We'll try to catch her next Sunday. We'll see. No promises. Uh, and at 8.15, I'll be joined by uh, Hani Messinger, who is um, an occupational therapist and life coach. She is also a meditation educator. And uh, we'll talk about how uh, you know, some suggestions on how people can get through these difficult times stuck at home uh, and uh, in new circumstances. So uh, hopefully that'll be very interesting at around 8.15 this morning. In the meantime, uh, each and every Sunday... 
through Thursday. We present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser's words are Lezecha Nishmas Harav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Lezecha Nishmas Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with a morning chizuk. Good morning. We say in Tehillim, Mimizrach Shemesh Ad Shem Hashem. Mimizrach Shemesh, from the time that the sun shines, Ad until the time that the sun goes down, Mehulol, do we praise the Shem Hashem. The Baal Shem Tov comments that in life, there are times that are Mizrach Shemesh, time when the sun is shining, when all is going well, when the world is quiet, when things are going good in the stock market. Mimizrach Shemesh Ad at that time I praise Hashem. I thank Hashem for all the good. I thank Hashem for every blessing that we have in the world, that I have in my family. Ad However, the Baal Shem says, there's also a period of time when things seem to be a bit unsteady, when things are a bit challenging, when things are not certain. At that time, I will be Mahalol Shem Hashem because I realize that all that happens in this world is according to the divine providence, to the divine plan. At this particular time, when Klal Yisrael and the entire world is in a topsy-turvy type of a situation, we realize that it is the extension of the plan of Shomayim. We realize that in some way, we are supposed to be getting closer to Hashem, that we're supposed to reach higher, and that all of us should introspect and try whatever we can do to become a little bit better. Yesterday I received a call from an individual that told me that he used to be religious, but he's not anymore. He told me that during this time, he began to think things over, that perhaps he wasn't a thousand percent right in all of his decisions. And maybe he should have stayed a little bit more with the observance and the traditions. He asked me what I think he should do. I told him that every person, they can turn from east to west in one moment, in one turn, in one dre, in one hafacha. I told him that in one second, he can begin a life of observance. He only has to make that first move. He said, Rebbe, tell me what should that move be? And I said to him, if you're asking me, our entire faith is based upon Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. At least take on, just say the Shema. Say the Shema with all your heart. Say the Shema with your entire neshama. Say the Shema with all of your might. And that'll be your first step towards observance. This man broke down. And he said to me the following. The first thing that he did, that he can remember, that stopped when he started to go away from religion, was he didn't pray anymore. And one thing that he was very careful to say was the Shema. Everybody in the entire world at this time, we are reaching higher. We're striving closer and closer to be proper children, 
to Hashem. We should all say Shema. And when we say Shema, we should have every single member of Klal Yisrael in the entire world, in our heart and in our mind. Yakiru v'yedu kol May all the inhabitants of the entire world know, perceive, and understand that Hashem is King. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik, wishing good health in Arichas Yomim to each and every one in the Klal and in the entire world. Have a nice day.
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? הזכרנו יום? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך. יש לי, יש לי אמונה אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם, ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! ZANG Right here. This is 
It's the motherland. Yeah. Here we go. For the motherland. Yeah. yeah. We gon' play it loud until they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. We baba. Yeah. Black and get a shopping with a Sammy Davis cousin. Tried to dodge the industry, but now my name is buzzing. They all saying that I'm conscious. I say that it's nonsense. So I say I've been on since on. Had an on switch from Seattle, the rainy city where my mom lived. In Jerusalem, the golden city that was conquered. But still we moving onward. Motherland conquest. Smell me like an armpit. Yeah. Yeah, we gon' play it loud until they chill it, yeah. yeah We gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. yeah We gon' play that motherland bounce Check it out now, motherland bounce Check it out now, motherland bounce We baba yeah. My mama told me that I read good Been on my straight and narrow But my history is the hood Thank God today that we could Buy a box of Cheerios or kicks I can even buy tricks I'm no longer on wick EBT car rip In my passport lip Stamp like a notary From every country that I went Ain't a country like this from the others you've been sent black is beautiful this gonna be the motherland hit yeah yeah we gonna play it loud until it's chilly yeah yeah we gonna blow the roof up off the building yeah yeah we gonna play that motherland bounce check it out now motherland bounce check it out now motherland bounce we baba yeah yeah, yeah. bounce yeah Said it's God's plan, but I'm God's man. Yeah, I used to run with BGD. Yeah. I dropped the B and put a O after the G. Yeah. Six points, still big up King D. In the synagogue, camouflage, but I can't wipe the skin off. I'm proud of it, it's loud a bit, but I'm not trying to crisscross. I done made it this far, hold it all in my heart. I hold my breath and brace myself when they take their socks off. Ain't no monkey business, cause ain't no monkeys in here. I know what you've been thinking, the black Abe Lincoln. Just wanted you to be aware. Signing off, it's Mr. Black, Hitler's worst nightmare, yeah. Yeah, we gon' play it loud until it's chillin', yeah. yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce, we baba. Yeah. We gon' play it loud until it's chillin', yeah. yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce, we baba. You gotta take your hat off, man. Another one? gotta take your hat off, brother. I can't cut your hair. Tell y'all ain't from around here. You need to leave them chains here. You ain't gonna make it up the block. Okay. Ich 
זה בועה בועה, הנכד הסביר לי, ברכה והצלחה. כי הצדיק לא מדבר, דברים בטלים, כשהוא מתעמק בדברי ההלכה. למדתי מזה, שצדיק גדולים, לא מדברים דברים בטלים, כשבתורה עמלים. אבל עם כל זאת, מכבדים כל בן אדם. נסעתי עם אח שלי אהרן, הרחק לקנדה, נסענו לטוש, הגענו לקריאת טוש. המתמתי כל הלילה בתור הארוך, הייתי כבר בחדר, הוציאו אותי מתוך, כי הרבע צריך לסעוד עוד לפני האלויס. אני עומד בחוץ בוכה, שואל מה זויס, מה זויס. ניגשתי למיילך קליין, זיכרונו לברכה. מיילך אני מסתפק, אם הרבע נתן לי ברכה. באותו רגע הרב יוצא עם הגב נעימן ואומר למיילך יש לי סופק ברוכר מיילך מתרגש וגם לבחור הזה יש לו סופק ברוכר הוא בירק אותי מיד Thank <laughs> you. 
Yossi Green with Hesach Hadas here on the JM Sunday, 8.02 in the morning Eastern Time, AM, 8.02 in the morning. <laughs> Before that, Leap Uh We also heard from Nissan Black by request from listener Nakama on the app. So I hope you enjoyed that. We had uh, Chaim David Burson and I've Simchas following wonderful words from uh, Rabbi Goldwasser with a morning chizuk at uh, 7.30. 
Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Hannah Julian is off this week. She is preparing already for Pesach. We'll see if we can get to her next week, uh, right before Pesach. Maybe things will actually have calmed down by then uh, with Pesach preparation. Who knows? With so many people being home and have plenty of time to do things. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We're here till 9 o'clock this morning with uh, great programming and great Jewish music. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes at around uh, 8.15, I'll be joined by uh, Hani Messinger, who is a uh, occupational therapist and life coach. She's also a meditation educator. So we'll talk to her about the challenging times we're in and see if she can give us any suggestions on how to cope with our uh, newfound uh, reality, if you will. That's coming up at 8.15, just a few minutes. Till then, we're going to get to more music. And uh, we have a few selections up. We have a Simcha Liner and Shlomo Simcha. And maybe we'll even get to an Achenu. We'll see. Here's Bunim by Simcha Liner right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Right here on uh, JM Sunday with uh, Harachaman. And uh, before that, we heard from uh, Shlomo Simcha with Visamachta and Simcha Liner with the Bunim. And that started us off this half hour of the show. We're here till 9 o'clock in the morning on uh, JM Sunday exclusively here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, I want to say hi to listener Shana in Jerusalem. Glad you joined us this morning, as you do every Sunday. We appreciate it, and we appreciate the comments. Hope we are helping to carry you and all the people that are in Israel right now through these uh, very, very different and challenging days. I use that a lot. I'm going to be mentioning it again in just a minute. It is uh, 8.16 in the morning, Eastern Time, here on JM Sunday, 29th of March, fourth day in the month of Sivan. If you're studying Dafyomi, Chaf Gimel, in Shabbos, 23, Great time to start if you haven't had a chance. There are so many uh, ways of listening to Dafyomi on the uh, on apps and on the internet and through phone calls uh, and through pop up Dafyomi Shurim that are being given through Zoom and other uh, venues. So it's a great time to start and just continue. Outside of our studios right now, it's 46 degrees, heading up to a high of 53. Going back down to 47, rain expected most of the day. And in Jerusalem, 61 degrees and sunny going down to 47 degrees. Well, uh, we're going through some difficult times, as it, uh, as we all know. And uh, joining me today is a, a guest who hopefully will help us cope through some of that. Uh, Hani Messinger is an occupational therapist and life coach, also is a meditation educator. 
has a master's degree in occupational therapy, and I believe is pursuing a doctorate in that subject. Chani Messinger, welcome to JM Sunday. Hello, good morning. Thank you so much for the welcome, and thank you so much for having me on the show bright and early Sunday morning. (laughs) It is a uh, pleasure. Uh, I understand also that you're going to be an adjunct professor at LIU this coming fall. Is that correct? And if so, in what subject? Thank you. So I actually have been an adjunct professor for the past two years. So this will be my third time teaching at LIU. I teach graduate level occupational therapy. Um, I specifically taught child development. And this past year, I also helped co-teach the lab component of interventions for pediatrics as relates to occupational therapy. Interesting. Now, are you getting word at this point in time that you may uh, have to be doing this class uh, remotely? It's At this point, it's undetermined. However, it is it can, if the world continues the way it's going, it is very likely that the course will be online and all the graduate courses may be potentially online as well. Right, absolutely. Uh, you are in demand worldwide for speaking engagements, uh, most of which have, at least for now, been canceled or postponed. I know you were scheduled to be in Costa Rica in the coming weeks, but uh, they're on hold uh, for now as you deal with the challenging times that we are in. Uh, and that's what we want to get right into. Uh, everyone is dealing with the uh, the current situation and uh, trying to make the best of it. Everyone is looking for the necessary supplies. Everyone, of course, wants to maintain their health and the health of their relatives and friends. Uh, we're facing situations of people sharing space with others at home for a lot longer period of time that they're used to, whether it's uh, spouses or children or being alone at home, um, something that people may not be used to because they may be going out to work usually, and now they are in the confines of their home. So from your perspective, um, how can we take uh, a, a few moments first to help ourselves mentally cope with this new reality? So I would say also, first off, going based on the CDC and the recommendation, making sure when you're coughing, holding your hands to your mouth, when you're hand washing, avoid, in general, just avoid touching your face. And when washing your hands, typically, I know that there can be, like I learned growing up, let's say singing happy birthday, that's how long you know you're washing your hands. And how about utilizing a basic skill of washing our hands as a way to cultivate mindfulness? When I'm washing my hands, I can come up with some mantra, some affirmation, some positive saying to really help me ground myself in the moment, saying something along the lines of, may I be happy, may I be peaceful, may I be loving, may I be healthy, may I be in the moment as best as I can. So this is one way when you're cooped up at home, this is a way to help orient yourself and a reminder because we're washing our hands. I know I am washing my hands all the time just precaution and to be safe and to make sure that I'm clean and that I'm not promoting the spread of the virus. And that's even when you're uh, not necessarily out among people, but just to get used to that uh, in, you know, by yourself when you're washing your hands or among your close relatives, even if you haven't left the house. So that's that's a great idea. Instead of just washing your hands and just singing, let's say, the happy birthday song to do with the requisite number of seconds, you're actually doing something uh, mentally at that time to help yourself. Right. Exactly. Um, some other things that you can do if you're cooped up and you're home and you're by yourself, connecting with friends. And I know especially it can be really challenging, especially when the guidance is saying 
to avoid social gatherings. Yet we have access to technology. We have access to FaceTime, to Skype, to Zoom. There's a lot of apps that we can actually see an individual face to face. It may not be physical. However, we're able to see the individual through technology. And there's also opportunity to connect with people through email, through text, through phone calls. And it's still giving that opportunity for the connection, especially if you're living at home, you're having that availability and that opportunity. It may not be the typical way. It may not be the way that you want it to. However, in this moment in time, this is a way that you do have that opportunity and that ability to connect with someone as well. Right. And it's interesting you mentioned that about the different modes of connecting because if we have friends or relatives that are not right near us in, in general, we you know fo- make a phone call. We have a phone conversation with them every few days, every week, whatever it may be. That's nothing different than what's going on now. That's the usual. But now, in particular, we're looking towards how to make that connection and, and make it more, uh, I don't know, make it more um, real or make it more uh, helping us in this time when we might feel alone. And taking that connection that you make, let's say, through a phone call uh, and moving it to a Zoom or a FaceTime where you see people, uh, I'm sure is also important psychologically. It definitely is. And if also I've seen families are having Zoom calls, there's cocktail hours on Zoom, there's like a party night, like you can have board games if you have kids, you and other like kids can join, you can, there's so much, there's so much options. And especially if you have that availability to do it in a group, you can do, you can do that as well. And you can kind of come up with a theme, you can do like a family scavenger hunt, or you can do it with your friends and you can do a friend's game night, depending on if you're single and if you're a young adult versus if you have a family or not, you can kind of be very creative with using the technology in a way to connect in a way to kind of have fun. And just on a side, when having connection and using this reality, yes, definitely want to check in, see how the individual is, but kind of like challenge everyone to try not to talk about the virus, to try to talk about other things that may be going on in your life or things that are coming up, because there's a tendency with the virus that we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, and we can create our own anxiety and our own um, fear related to it. So it's we kind of don't want to do that. We kind of want to break that cycle. So when you're having conversation, trying to really limit it or try not even to really have a conversation at all about it. That's a very interesting suggestion. I, I think everybody should try that. Um, try your suggestion that when you're going to have a phone call, you can check on somebody, obviously, or, you know, again, FaceTime, phone, however it is. But try to make a little game out of it. Don't talk about <laughs> the virus. That's that's brilliant. Thank you. It, it may be obvious, but it's 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 brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Because also it kind of leads on to disconnecting from social media, especially the news. Because what's constantly, I know for me on my phone, what's constantly popping up is the amounts of death, how many people are affected in New York, how many people are infected in California. And that's constantly coming up on feeds as well. So kind of also creating a limit and a boundary. Let's say I know for me, I'll check on my phone in the morning just for 10, 15 minutes. And then I'll say, I'm just going to deactivate this app. I'm going to kind of disconnect from it. And then maybe I'll relook at it again at night just for 10 minutes. So I'm setting clear limits and clear boundaries with myself. Because again, it's very easy to get caught up what is happening in social media, especially in relation to the news, especially in relation to what's happening with the coronavirus. And especially there's polls of death and it's just, it also is cultivating a lot of anxiety. So setting that limit with yourself, with your phone, with your computer, with any device that you have can also really help 
when you're cooped up at home. Right, absolutely. Uh, as an occupational therapist, you work with people, and, and most of the time, I guess, you know, so to speak, hands-on, you're working with someone. Uh, what about people who have, let's say, some special needs and those that you work with? How do they deal with this when they can't get to their their regular sessions, if you will? Are they able to do something online and uh, and cope that way? So that's a really great question. I've been doing sessions actually remotely. Currently, I'm working with two and three year olds. A lot of the little ones that I am working with are on. They have autism. They're develop. They have developmental delay, and it's a lot of at this point coaching. And it is challenging at my end because typically my job is a lot of hands on, a lot of manipulation, a lot of movement, a lot of play, a lot of hand over hand. And now I don't really have that opportunity. So now I'm working hand in hand with parents and teaching them the different skills. Through, I actually demonstrate through like a little teddy bear that I have on different manipulations and different movements, as well as verbally. And I'm just watching the parent and I'm demonstrating on my body and teaching the parent remotely what are things that they can do. And one of the big things with when working with parents, especially with individuals that have special needs, but in generally really everyone, making sure to cultivate self-care me time because things can get really tricky with individuals that are demanding your attention for 24 hours and especially now it's seven days a week night and day individuals aren't going to school at this point so it's really making sure to cultivate some time for yourself and whether it's something that you love to do whether it's reading or writing or journaling or coloring making sure to cultivate that time even if it's just for that half hour and you ask your significant other or someone in your house like a helper in your home to watch your little once just so you can have that opportunity and if that's not a feasible option then in the morning maybe trying to wake up a half hour early and doing something that you love because making sure that you're having that time for you because the first person that you really need to take care of is yourself especially if you're with your family because if you're not able to take care of yourself how are you going to be able to take care of other people right. so it's making right. sure to check in and and that's extremely extremely important one of the things i wanted to focus on today is is that very um, topic of how to take care of yourself in this time? It is very difficult, and uh, depending on the circumstances, you a person cannot necessarily find a couple of minutes uh, to herself or to himself to um, to just break away. Uh, how I know you mentioned a number of of different. Um, Things like the journal, journalism, journal, journalism—not journalism. What is it called? Journaling, journaling, and uh, and and doing th- reading or whatever thing you like. How do you how do you explain to others in the house that you need that time? What do you say to them uh, when you say, "Look, I, I need fifteen minutes. Let's build it in." And I think that's also important. Uh, if, if you would agree that you need to build in that time, like you said, if you don't have it during the day, you can wake up earlier or spend a few minutes at night before you go to sleep. But you have to build it in and plan it, just like you're planning the rest of the day. So, what do you say to someone else? You know, when you want to say, "I need some time to myself." We all need time to ourselves. It's having the conversation may go something like this. I'm feeling really overwhelmed or I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm feeling really stressed. And I feel like it's necessary for me to take a little bit break for X amount of time. When when are you available to watch little one? When are you available to just allow me to have that space? And then it's coming up with a game plan and looking at the schedule, looking at the things that are going on and seeing, oh, maybe right after lunchtime or, oh, maybe right before dinner, my significant other or my friend or my husband or whoever may be in the home can just watch the little one for that 15 minutes. So maybe I can 
go and read or write or meditate or listen to music or whatever it may be. And if that's also, it just came to mind, if that's not a feasible option, and let's say for the single parents out there that don't have that option, bringing in mindfulness with their kids or bringing in some type of practice with your kids. It doesn't really, if they're younger, it's going to be trickier and it's going to be challenging, but being that role model. And if the child is there, let's say, for example, something that someone can do is maybe like a dance party, putting on music and dancing. And no matter what the individual age is, mommy is, or daddy, they're getting that movement in. And at the same time, their their children are getting that energy and getting that vibe as well. So let's say you really like coloring or really like painting. So giving the child that activity too. So if like I said, if it's not a feasible option to do something independently. Right. And a lot of people are finding that in, in many ways the days seem to go very quickly. It may be filled with a lot of things and they may be very tired at the end of the day, even staying at home. But it's like I've heard a lot of people say they're they're doing their work and suddenly they find it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And usually they would be looking up at the clock and it would be 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Um, but the, with everything they're doing, they don't realize how fast the time can go. Uh, and they need to build in that time for themselves also. Uh, Hani Messinger is our guest this morning. She is an occupational therapist and life coach, also a meditation educator. And I want to talk about meditation in a few minutes. Uh, what about people that are home alone? Uh, for whatever reason, they are not with anybody else and no family can come visit them and they can't go out, uh, and they're by themselves. I'm sure it's important to build in a time to focus on themselves, even though the whole day might be revolved just around themselves. Definitely, definitely. I would say also very important for individuals to reach out, to reach out to others, because it's it's, we don't know how long individuals will be in quarantine, especially for an individual that is not able to go out, making sure to connect with others, whether it's friends or family through social media and putting a time, putting within their schedule, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm going to have a conversation with X today. Maybe tomorrow I'm going to have a conversation with Y. And cultivating that is very, very important, especially along the lines of kind of goes along the lines with everyone, the importance of eating healthy, making sure to drink plenty of water, as well as moving. Even if you're stuck within your home, putting on a video, going online and finding some type of movement video, jogging in place. If you have steps, going up and down steps, really important. Keeping our body moving, keeping our body healthy, keeping our immune system healthy so that we don't need to go to the doctor because it's not really a feasible option unless things are really to the extreme at this point. So that's also something, especially living at home, especially for parents, especially for individuals that are primary caregivers, making sure that you're focusing in on your health. You're eating fruits, you're eating vegetables, you're eating salads, you are walking, you are running, you are biking, whatever is an option for you and cultivating that. And if you're alone, making sure to reach out to others and have a conversation. And maybe even if you're concerned, if God forbid something's going to happen, having a check-in buddy every night, a trusted friend or a family member, you make sure you're going to send them a message to say today was I'm doing, I did X, Y, and Z, or today I'm really, I did whatever, I'm really great, or today I'm not really great, whatever it may be. So individual, an individual is, you're accountable for the individual and the other individual is accountable for you. So if something does happen and they don't see that you text them on Monday and Tuesday night, they have an idea like, oh my goodness, something may be wrong. Maybe I'm going to go to this individual's home just to check up and to make sure everything's okay. Right. Check-in buddy is a very great idea and very important. Um, I don't know if this would necessarily be your exact field, but you know people are very afraid of what's going on now. Um, it's like you mentioned and uh, a lot of times there are people who are afraid of leaving the house 
even with proper protection and even just going to the store uh, or even going outside, there, there's just that fear that they may get this somehow and they don't know how, but it's going to happen. Uh, it, it's a reality in people's minds. But how can someone perhaps get around that and, uh, and realize there are ways of going out and not become so, uh, you know, to get into a depressed state by staying at home? Right. So just in generally speaking, in a moment, life is changing and the virus has shown us that life is really, really constantly changing and there's a lot of uncertainty. But even prior to the virus, there there has been and there is uncertainty within not to bring like morbid or anything within a blink of an eye in my home, the ceiling could collapse or I can go outside and I can go off of it. I can easily just get the virus. If something is meant, you definitely, when you're going outside, you want to have precaution. And yes, I'm, I do have, I am a little bit afraid when I am going outside at this point, because especially the fact that it's starting to come across that this virus is airborne and you can, you can get it. However, if your daily necessities and your basic needs are not met and you need to get, you need to go to the grocery, you need to go drop a food to an elderly individual, whatever it may be, it's realizing that I'm having this fear and I'm acknowledging this fear I'm allowing the fear almost to sit on my shoulder. I'm acknowledging, saying hello to it, giving love, giving kindness, and I'm going to do the activity anyway because if I'm meant to get something, I'm going to get it. If I'm meant to, like, whatever it may be, it's you can prevent and you can have precautions. However, at the same time, you kind of, like, need to live life and do things anyway, and it's just acknowledging the fear, being kind and compassionate to it, sending it lots of love and kindness, and doing things and just realizing life is moments, things are moments. We don't know if we're going to have the next moment. Between each and every breath that we have, there's a slight death that is constantly occurring. So the fact that we're having this conversation, there has been countless, not extreme, but little mini deaths that are constantly happening. So so too with going outside and the fear a lot of the time is stemming from the core, core underlying issue or the fear of dying. Right, absolutely. Uh, you're doing a, a number of things that are very positive that people can actually tap into. You're doing, I think, almost a daily video message uh, that's very positive. Um, how has that been going? So that's been going like pretty amazing. I'm so incredibly thankful and grateful. Um, with one of the first video videos I shared, I think about a week ago at this point, very, very uncomfortable, expecting no one to be interested, no one to come up. And I'm working with an editor and an illustrator on a children's book. And he mentioned to me like a few months ago, he's like, go do a live, go do a live. Connie is like, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable. He's like, oh, no one's going to show up. No one's going to come. And I did my first live and about 20 to 30 incredible people came. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I kind of got really like caught up with that there's people and there's watching and I was like okay let me take that step back take a breather see what people are saying and people really started to enjoy it people started liking it and sharing it and it's been like videos have been shared all over the world and I kind of through the energy of everyone else I kind of felt started to get more and more comfortable creating these videos and the intention of the videos is about cultivating um, love and kindness and gratefulness and it's really about how I'm utilizing this time as opportunity for learning and for growing. And I kind of come up with different ideas based on readings, based on teaching, based on classes. And I kind of create these videos and I kind of post it on my feed. Right. Absolutely. And, and they are wonderful. And I encourage people to uh, to look at them. And by the way, one of the, uh, the best ways of getting in touch with you uh, would be uh, how? And to look so at I these feeds. Um, to find me on um, my feeds, it's Connie Massinger. It's Facebook, so it's C-H-A-N-I-E, last name M-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. 
And if Facebook is not an option, feel free to email me at chanimess at yahoo.com, C-H-A-N-I-E-M-E-S-S at yahoo.com. I do do one-on-one -on -one life coaching, and I do, do, I do give meditation classes, as well as I do do one-on-one -on -one and group sessions for occupational therapy as well. And you also have Instagram, am I right? Yes. Oh, yes. And my Instagram is Khani, C-H-A-N-I-E, three E's and the number one. I guess yes. two E's and, and one, e, one extra E and two extra E's were already taken, so you had to go with three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I, and, you know, someone like yourself, you said that you travel a lot. You're missing that now. So I'm sure that yes. takes a toll on you because I imagine you, um, you enjoy traveling or at least uh, enjoy being in places where you can discuss things and give lectures and talk to people. So I'm, I'm sure that for you is a different mindset change, that you aren't seeing the broad outdoors. You're not flying an airplane and looking at everything out there. You're kind of cooped up now a bit also. How do you yeah. handle that? So it was originally very challenging. I was supposed to be in Delaware, actually, I think this week. And I was really, really, really upset. And today, actually, I was supposed to be doing a speaking engagement in New Jersey. And initially, when I found that out, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Inner Child. And like, no. So within each and every one of us, there's this inner child that is through childhood. It's this little, this little individual is created as protection within us and I was really really upset really angry and I was like no this is not happening and I was like trying to figure out how can I fly how can I travel and then I started reading more about the news and reading more about like the fact that I, if I'm exposed on an airplane it's not really about me it's about the other people about individuals that are elderly and that are immunocompromised I'm putting their lives at risk by me traveling and I kind of needed to take that step back and realize I really do want to travel and I really do want to speak however this moment in time clearly it's not a feasible option and I kind of need to release that and see how can I use my energy of for my speaking engagement when I'm at home. So I've been doing a lot of Facebook Lives. I've been doing a lot of interviews all over the world. I've been creating courses. I'm also in school for my doctoral in occupational therapy. So I've been working on my doctorate assignments. So I'm using my time as how can I learn? How can I grow? What are things that I can do when I am at home rather than things that I can't do like flying or really being outside or traveling. So it's really trying to focus in on how can I develop, further develop myself, further develop my skills so that when I have the opportunity in the future to travel, I'm having more information, more resources. Right. And you made a very good point just now uh, to take those things that not to, not to harp on those things that you can't do right now. Put those aside. Realize you're not going to be able to do them right now and focus on the things that you can do. Uh, and by the way, when you mentioned inner child and you were talking about your speaking engagements, I thought you were talking about an organization or a place you were going to speak inner child. You're talking about the psychological term of inner yeah. child. And Okay. Yes, of course. Um, just wanted to clarify that. Okay. So for a couple of minutes, um, Hani Messinger, you're a meditation educator. Um, define, and, and you've already spoken about how people can take the time and should take the time for themselves, do different things. But when it comes to the term meditation, how do you define that? And how could that help someone cope with uh, 
their time right now. Because one of the things that I think you and I had discussed this off the air, and I know I discussed with other people, is even these things that are done to, for yourself, even if you take 15 minutes to read or you sit and relax or whatever you do, the reality is that after those 15 minutes, you're going to get back to the new reality. So it's not just you're taking the time for yourself. I, I think, if I'm correct, you need to take the time to figure out how you're going to carry that along even after those periods of time. So does meditation come into that? How would you define that and what would you suggest? So I would say meditation can definitely come into that. And it's the meditation is really going to vary from person to person because it really depends on psychologically where they're starting and where they're at. So if an individual is starting at a place of a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of sadness, that's their present moment when they're starting with the meditation. If an individual is starting with some anxiety, some some like sadness, that's where they're starting. If an individual is starting with calmness, that's where they're starting. So it really varies from person to person and the effect of how meditation is going to have an influence on the individual. So meditation and how I perceive it is all about present moment awareness. It's learning. It's becoming friends with oneself. The type of meditation that I practice is called Vipassana meditation. And it's known as insight meditation. And I kind of look at it as coming home to myself, learning about myself. Because throughout our day, we have, we're constantly do, do, do. We have a schedule. Morning, we're doing X. Afternoon, we're doing Y. Evening, we're doing Z. And we're constantly on the flow and not really having opportunity to come home to oneself. So meditation allows you to learn about you. And it's through utilizing the breath. It allows for present moment awareness. And through meditating, even you can start off with an individual has no exposure to meditation. I would say starting off two to five minutes a day for, let's say, a week or two, and then gradually increasing that maybe five to 10 minutes, and then gradually 10 to 15 minutes. And it's just starting where you're at and just learning how to just sit and be with your breath. Sit and be with your breath. That's the type of meditation that I practice, and that it's all about focusing in on the breath from my nostrils or my belly area, noticing how the breath is coming in and out. Every time I have a thought or a feeling, noticing my breath, noticing my breath, back onto the breath. And it's kind of disrupting these patterns of thinking, whether it's projecting to the future what I need to do or whether it's projecting to something that may have happened in the past. So it's, it's focusing uh, the breathing and, and hopefully getting to a state of uh... – I guess, of relaxation to be able to focus on yourself? So potentially you may get to a state of relaxation, but it's really what are you coming into? If you're coming into the meditation and you're feeling a lot of anxiety, maybe through meditation the anxiety will get a little bit less. If you're coming into it and you're feeling maybe a little bit, maybe you will feel really relaxed. So it really depends. And every meditation that I do, it really depends on my state of mind prior. Sometimes I'm able to release the anxiety. Sometimes I'm not. And if when I'm not able to, I acknowledge that and I notice that and I just kind of, do activities with anxiety on my shoulder. And I'm like, oh, hello, anxiety. I see you and I notice you and I'm still living and doing anyway. Interesting. So that's very important. Don't have the expectation that sitting for 15 minutes and doing breathing exercise and, and the thought process will will take away everything, will take away the burden off your shoulder. It right. not necessarily will. It's where mm -hmm. you're starting from. It'll either, it'll, it should help it, shouldn't make it worse, but you're mm -hmm. not necessarily going to get cured of all that anxiety. 
Exactly. And, and if, you, if an individual is constantly doing it, it can really, really help with the anxiety. But it's not really getting to the attached to the, of the idea that, yes, anxiety is going to dissipate. Right. And it, some, from some individuals, it may. And it's very likely right off the first meditation, they're going to feel more calm. For some individuals, they may need to do it five or ten times, and then they'll fear. For some, they may need to do it 15 or 20 times. So it's really going to vary. But, however, through meditation and through learning to be on the breath, it really can help right. with promoting calmness. Right. And, I'm sorry. And that alone would be something that a person could look forward to and build into mm-hmm. their their schedule so that they look forward to that time whatever that time gives them they sh- and by mm-hmm. the way that's something that could you know should be done probably even after this is over because we all have <laughs> schedules we're all tied to the clock we're all tied to others for the most part um and, and that's something that can continue lifelong not just through these difficult times more difficult times i should say Definitely, definitely, definitely. I think one of the reasons why I'm like semi like pretty calm and very like okay and incredibly thankful is I've been having, I have a consistent meditation practice for about five years at this point and I've been exposed to meditation for about 10 years and I feel like I wouldn't be able to be in this sanity, like state of mind, being cooped up at home, not really having, um, not being able to really go outside, not really being able to travel. But because I've had this practice for so long, I'm able to kind of bring this abundance to the world and teach other people how to be able to do it. Otherwise, I would be like anxiety and panicking and really scared and really nervous too. Sure, not absolutely. to say that I'm not. I There are moments and it kind of ebbs and flows, but it would be a lot more and a lot stronger for me. Right. Well, you certainly sound very composed and very sure of yourself and very focused and, and uh, calm during these times. And that's uh, that goes a long way to helping others just by your demeanor. Uh, will you be doing a, uh, a live uh, video blog today? I'm hoping to do one, yes, early this afternoon. Okay, and that would be best seen on your Facebook page? Yes, best seen on my Facebook page. Great. Hani Messinger, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate your time. I know it's kind of early, but uh, you know we, we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully people... Uh, We'll take a lot out of what they heard today. Uh, again, you can be contacted through your Facebook page of Hani Messinger, C-H-A-N-I-E-M-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. Uh, your Instagram is C-H-A-N-I-E-E-1, the numeral one. And uh, your email, C-H-A-N-I-E-M-E-S-S at yahoo.com. Again, Hani, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Can I add one more thing before we head off? Of course. Um, actually, maybe two more things really fast. Okay, um, for individuals that are first starting out, there's some really good apps. Initially, when I first started learning meditation, Headspace is really good for adults and for kids. They have a nice visual. The Calm app and Insight Timer, those are really good um, apps. And also just last takeaway message is for everyone to realize that It's one moment at a time. One moment leads to the next moment, and it's taking every moment step by step and taking life one step at a time. Excellent. Thank you so much. If I could trouble you to please post those uh, sites on your Facebook page perhaps so somebody goes there, they can see it. And again, thank you so much. Be well. Thank you so much. Take care. You too. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Connie Messinger here on JM Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It is uh, 8.48 in the morning. We'll get back to a little bit of music and then... um, then we'll end up our show. Uh, we're going to hear from, uh, I don't know, let's do Kol Mavasar by uh, Yaakov Shweki right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network.
new song for tonight. My good friend Yitzi Wolf.
Hibachar, David Stein, helping us end our show this morning before that, Jacob Schwecki. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. My thanks, tremendous thanks to Connie Messinger, who joined us this morning to talk about uh, how to cope with ourselves 
during these uh, during these times. Uh, Chani Messenger can be reached at uh, Chani Mess at yahoo.com, Chani Triple E One at uh, on Instagram, and the Chani Messenger on Facebook. Great programming continues all day long on the network. Uh, Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, with JM, uh, JM in the AM. And uh, great program, of course, continues all week long right here on the network. And God willing, we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday as we uh, hopefully will get through another new reality week. Uh, thank you again, everyone, for joining us. Hope you have a great day. A great week and a great Shabbos. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.